This is the living matter, the real bread of life, a radio broadcast of the King's Vine Assembly. Remember, God sent His Word, and His Word heals them and delivers them from destruction. Get yourself prepared and your spirit alive as you receive the ministry of God's servant, Reverend Shagun Sam Abejide. God is set to bless you and deliver you from every satanic oppression. This morning, I want to read just a verse of scripture. There are many scriptures I will have read, but for time, maybe in the course of my ministering, I will still read some, but one short verse, and it's found in First Timothy. First Timothy chapter five, verse six. That's what we want to look. For a while, I've been out of town to rest, and then one of the scripture that I sat with just meditating is this. There are several things, but this one came strong, and I was just meditating, and I put some things down. That I would like to share. Precious Father, I ask that you bless your people. Bless us with your word. Amen. Let it have meaning in our hearts. Amen. Let me hear amen from you. Amen. There are people who listen to your word, but the word doesn't profit them. Father, we pray that your word this morning will profit us amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. First Timothy chapter 5 verse 6. Just one verse. But she that liveth in pleasure is dead while she liveth. My message is simply titled, Are you living or dead? Are you living or dead? The God we serve is a gracious God and a compassionate God. Our God is not a wicked God. Neither is he cruel. God is a good God. God is a compassionate God. He is loving and merciful. He wants the best for us. He's not just a cruel God. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. He's a good God. He's full of compassion. And his mercies endures forevermore. He's a loving God. He's a caring God. As a matter of fact, to prove his love for us in 3 John 2, he said, brethren, I wish that above all things that thou mayest prosper. And be in health, even as the soul prospers. So from that scripture, you will see three things. God wants us to prosper. He wants us to be in health. And he wants our soul to advance, to prosper. However, God in his infinite mercies, as gracious as he is, as compassionate as he is, he still sets a boundary for his children. There is a boundary. It sets a, a no-go area. Because he wants us to be decent. He wants us to be modest. He wants us to, to be perfect. As much as he wants us to look nice, he still wants us to be holy. So as children of God, as candidates of heaven... In wanting to look good, look nice, you must remember for God's children that there is a boundary. God wants us to be decent. God wants us to be modest. God wants us to be a living example. God wants us to be a shining light amongst the darkness of this world. Don't forget, in Matthew 5, 14, he calls us the light of the world. So as much as he's compassionate and merciful and he wants us to be nice 
and he has good plans for us. We must not lose the fact that he still wants us to remain perfect. Discipline. He wants us to be holy and God-fearing. Let's, let's look at Romans 12 verse 1 and 2. I'm just giving this as a background before I move to that verse of scripture, our opening text. As much as he wants us to look nice, look good, he sets a boundary, especially for God's children, kingdom-minded people. And in this scripture of Romans 12, 1, he even beseech us. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the message of God, that ye present your bodies. Underline that, bodies. So when you say you are a Christian and you say, oh, it's about my heart. God is not interested in my body. Look at it. Because I've heard, I've heard people say, oh, it's not about, it's about my heart. You're correct. But it's also about your bodies. We are encouraged here and admonished to present first. If he had said present your spirit, that would have been better. But first, present your bodies. Meaning that once anything is wrong with that body, even God will not accept what you're trying to do. Present your bodies. In other words, as a child of God, who is born again and, and, and whose name is written in the book of life, there is no need for you to put tattoos on your body. There is no need for that. Respect that body. Honor the Lord with that body. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. There are things others are doing. And that's what is raining because that's what Hollywood says. That's what Nollywood says. You as a child of God, you follow God, not Nollywood. Going to heaven is not cheap. Going to heaven is not easy. It's a narrow way. Only few people are found there. The road to hell is massive. Anything goes. But if you are kingdom minded, there is a boundary. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the message of God that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy, in wanting to look good and nice and be in, into it. Remember that God still wants you to be holy. Present your bodies. A living sacrifice, holy, in an acceptable manner unto God which is your reasonable service. Look at verse 2. Verse 2. And be not conformed to this world. What does that mean? It is now in this generation we want to be a Christian and we want to conform to this world. Anyone who wants to conform with this world can never please God. I'm still going there. If you want to conform to this world, you want your leg in the light and one leg in dark, it's not going to work. And be not conformed to this world. But what, what God expects from us, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. The word renewing has to do with past, present, and future tense. Renewing. In other words, each day you renew your mind. You examine yourself. Am I still in the faith? Do I please God? Am I living in his will? Is God pleased with me? You keep renewing your mind. So that we may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So, it gives us a boundary. So that we won't go astray. He doesn't want us to wander. He doesn't want us to become a wanderer. He gives us a boundary. And then he doesn't want us to be lost in the world. So God will always set a boundary for his children. Now, when we ignore that boundary and go beyond that boundary, we're going to face danger. We're going to face trouble. We're going to face the wrath of God. Have you crossed the boundary that God sets for you? 
First Timothy 5 and verse 6. Our opening text says, She that loveth life, she that liveth in pleasure, is dead while she liveth. I sat down and I meditated on this. She that liveth in pleasure is dead while alive. What does this mean? Can somebody be living and, and dead at the same time? Ah. You are dead, but you are living. We have to analyze it. She that liveth in pleasure. Get it right? They didn't say those who look good. You must understand and you must get it right. God is not against you looking good, looking nice, looking beautiful. But there is a boundary. She that liveth in such pleasure, in such boundary, is dead while she liveth. At the point I was wondering why the use of she and not he. Or why the use of he and not she. In my own thinking, I just began to feel that it is women who are more carried into entering such pleasure than men. Men too do enter into pleasure of this world. But it's more common with women. And when a woman is like that, it's easy for the husband to join. It's easy for the children to be raised in that fashion. I stand to be corrected though. I'm just talking about the use of she. She that liveth in pleasure. I was querying myself. Why the use of she? Why not he? And those thoughts came. Everywhere you go. It is more of women, ladies, young people. Who wants to get to pleasure. Even in natural things. Even in natural things. I'm not sure I even have a cream. So when I have my bath, I have my bath. No cream. Are you getting me? But women are not like that. A woman, a woman can buy 24 pieces of cream different, for different things. That's the way they are. That's the way God made them. They care about their body. That's why you saw that woman who brought an alabaster box and brought one perfume. The Bible says it was the wage for one year, one year salary to buy perfume. Assuming the woman earns at least 50,000, maybe about 60,000, that would be a hundred dollars. Now, assuming that is her salary for the year, this woman loved life to the point that he used one year salary to buy one perfume. And she brought alabaster box, meaning that there are many perfumes. So by the time we calculate the perfumes in that place, it can feed the whole community. But woman, a woman doesn't want to hear that. She likes to take care of herself. That is natural. That's not a sin. That is good. The point where we are going is the one who now gives herself to worldly pleasure. Worldly pleasure. The Bible says such a person is dead even while she's living. And the question is, are you living or dead? Now, where is that boundary we talk about? I just want to use as a sample an opinion. For example, recently I had one of my daughters in the law was talking to me, the wife of a pastor, and she was sharing some things with me. And I was hearing that for the first time. I think it should be about three weeks ago now. She said, a young, a young lady collapsed. In the, collapsed. And they rushed her to the hospital. And by the time they, got, they were wondering what happened. Until she was begging one of her friends to remove what's in her eyes. So I said, what's in her eyes? She said, they do... That they don't like how their eyes look, so they do. They want their eyes to look like a cat, and they will fix something inside that eye so that they can look like a cat. If you are normal, 
Why do you want to look like a cat? So you have gone beyond the boundary. She collapsed. I'm not joking. When I heard it, I was saying, Lord, what we have this generation? What we have this generation? For God's sake, what will help this generation? We are not saying don't look good. But when you get to a point, they say there are two types of it. One wants to look like a cat, another one like something, and you pick the color you want. So they inserted it in our eyes. Then that thing now at a point became uncomfortable and, and then she collapsed. So when they rushed her to the hospital, they had to remove that thing. It was her friend that removed it. One long thing like that. I was shocked. Why would you love pleasure to the point that you inconvenience yourself? I mean, I was sad in my spirit. There is the other one I had. This one should be about two years or more. They brought someone to come and, I think it was a wedding. And so they brought someone to come and make up for the lady. And then they had to fix this extra air, this abebe. Because people say, uh, why? They say, well, each time we fix it, I look confident. <laughs> well, so they brought uh, this person, and then the wedding is supposed to be on Saturday, and by Thursday, Wednesday, they came to do it. I, I, from the story, it's in our garage area. And while they were fixing that thing, by mistake, the eye of that lady was punched. She went blind. And the husband said, he's not doing it again. The wedding did not hold. Now, anytime, it's not that God doesn't want you to look, but check the boundaries. Both men and women. Check the boundary. Please, if you will agree with me, in recent times, yes, I still preached in a wedding yesterday. And when I go to weddings, I now see people who have been decorated. They, in fact, that decoration made them worse. They are even more beautiful. But because it will not be, who will hear that I didn't make up? Those makeup even paint them such that you don't even recognize some people. No, let's be honest with ourselves. You will have been even more beautiful, naturally. By the time they put all these things and put one here to make your nose long, or botanical, your proboscis, your proboscis longer, and then you'll be wondering, even a mother will not recognize her daughter. By the time she enters into the church, is this my daughter? You won't recognize. Is this another daughter or my daughter? By the time they paint them. Now, I'm not saying don't make up. But we are, what we're saying is, the Bible says, she that liveth in pleasure is dead. And that's the concern. That's the concern. When we don't give ourselves to tell ourselves, I won't go beyond this boundary. For example, the one who lost her eyes now. It's finished. The person who came to decorate her, the worst is you won't pay her. She's back, living her own life. In wanting to, you see people punching you with needle. People are not afraid. She that giveth herself to pleasure is dead while she's alive. Children of God, and in particular in this church, don't cross the boundary. Fear God. Fear God. Don't forget that the world is wicked. The world is deceitful. The world is full of chaos. And the world is full of falsehood. Look good. Look nice. But don't give yourself to worldly pleasure. Worldly pleasure. Giving yourself to worldly pleasure pushes you beyond the boundary. And the moment you cross the boundary, 
there is danger. There is danger. We are warned in the word of God not to love the world. We are warned in the word of God not to love the world. He said, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. We are permitted to use some things, but we are not permitted to love the world. Look nice, even better than somebody who is the but for as long as you don't cross the boundary. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. And it goes ahead to mention the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. When we talk about the lust of the eyes, it's not only the sin of fornication or adultery, the lust of the eyes. The moment you see a particular world style, you who is in the house of God, who should be a light and an example to this generation, you want to be like that. Don't cross the boundary. If you are a true child of God, who fear God, why do you want to wear things that will expose your body? What, what's, the, what's the purpose? Why would you expose your boo For what? And you'll be comfortable. And so we come to church with such things. Even apart from church, it should be a regular lifestyle that you honor God with your body. You honor God with your look. Let people look at you and glorify God who is in heaven. But the moment people look at you and they say, ah, you call yourself a Christian? Is this one a believer? Then you have become a problem to the kingdom. You become a hindrance to the kingdom. People want, who want to come can come because if this one is a saint, then I'm better. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. First John 2.15. Let's start from verse 15. Go to verse 15 of First John chapter 2. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Now, look at what follows next. If any man love the world... The love of the father is not in him. The moment you love the world. The Bible says we are in the world, but we are not of the world. There's nothing we can do to that. We are still in this world. But for you who is a child of God. Be in the world, but don't be of the world. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, let him be speaking tongues, speaking in tongues. Let him sing and fire. The moment you love the world, the Bible says the love of the Father is not in you. Now, the next verse says, For the love of the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the father. What does that mean? The lust of the flesh. Our flesh long for many things. If your friend buys a car and you feel that the model he has bought is 2018, why yours is 2012? You begin to run. Is the lust of the flesh. It's flesh. And it happens in all circles. If this one build a church of 2,000 sitter, another pastor say, ah, you can't beat me. I will build five. It's the same thing. They are all works of the flesh. And these things doesn't help the gospel. They are all works of the flesh. So, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes. You want to grab this, you want to grab this. And you are never satisfied. 
if we don't control these things, it will push us to worldly pleasure. We will get out of the boundary. And then we get ourselves into trouble. I've just been told a few days ago, a young boy, we don't just went and bought iPhone 1.3 million. 200 level. All these things are, that's the truth. And then when you see, you don't know where he gets the money. And you want to do the same. You have to pray for God to deliver you from the lust of the eyes. The lust of the flesh. Oh, a clothes you can't afford. You want because your friend wore it. These are the things that push people. She that giveth herself to worldly pleasure is dead alive. Because those things will kill the love of God in you. Those things will kill your prayer life. Those things will kill you. You won't even be able to study. You are just contending with people. Things that are not necessary. If I have, I wear. If I have, you can't catch me. I can wear one jeans and one t-shirt for two weeks. If you like, come and arrest me. That's one lifestyle I love about England, about US, Europe. Nobody will look at you. If you like, wear one blue shoe on the right, one green on the left. On this, Nobody will look at you. Wear that same clothes. One year, they will not look at you. That's one thing I like about that. Nobody cares what you wear. Nobody cares. Carry all this your expensive place and go there. You will, by the time cold, you will even know, nobody will teach you. You can't dress fine. You will have to put all the suit, all the coat, thick, thick coats just to escape cold. Go and wear your lace there and see. But yeah, and everybody wants to grab, see what they are using now. And you will now kill yourself. And the same person now, the next, the next week, the children resume in school, struggling to pay, sal- uh, to pay school fees. See, the moment you cross the boundary, you give yourself a problem. You have to pray and walk on the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. The pride of life, we all have it. The disciples of Jesus came to him one day. The pride of life is, this is who I am. Don't you know me? If you know who I am, we all have it. You see me, you are talking to like that. Who is this person? I'm not in your class. And we are all doing it. And God doesn't like it. Especially amongst believers. The pride of life. How can I, you and I, we are classmates in the university or classmates in secondary school. And then we were classmates 30 years ago and now you become a senator. And then we see. Uh-huh, we are not in the same class. Or Before I now can talk to you, I have to, I have to be on my knees. We all do it. You want to talk to Gio if, if you are not on your knees. What's all those nonsense? We all do it. You must worship pastor. For what? Are they God? Can pastor protect you? How did we turn ourselves like this? The pride of life. We must deal with the pride of life because it takes us beyond the boundary. And I even see small, small pastors now. They wouldn't talk to people who can be like their father. Talk to them anyhow. All the name, all in the name that you are a pastor and you carry the anointing. Does anointing say we shouldn't respect people? Anointing says you shouldn't know who are your fathers and give them due respect. The anointing should not be blind to know that no matter even the smallest person in the church should be respected. Nobody is an animal. Even the Bible says, honor every man. You say, consider others even before yourself. But when we come to the pride of life, we are not in your class. Jesus too is not in our class, but he came down. 
to shed his blood. You see, as believers, we must deal with the issue of the pride of life, the lust of the flesh. It's not everything that your flesh wants, you should give to it. Sometimes you deny yourself. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 16 from verse 24, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. There are certain things you say, because I'm a child of God, I can't do this. Deny yourself. Christianity is about denial. You know some of your rights, but you deny for Christ's sake. You deny yourself. If any man desires to come after me, let him deny himself. But as a believer, how do you get to the point that you cross the boundary? We see Christians today who will punch their nose up to two, three places and put earrings. There are certain things that are not necessary. Don't go beyond the boundary. So that we can maintain that status as the light of the world. They must see you and see the glory of God in you. She that giveth herself to pleasure. Giveth herself to pleasure. And I've gone to some places where I've finished preaching and they will take me to, I will, I'll be wondering, Lord, and you made these people, some people almost naked. Almost naked. In the public. And sometimes I just bow my head and will be crying, what is this? And by the time you see the people doing this, they are Christiana. They are Joyce. They are Christian names. The ones that we say doesn't have the Holy Ghost is well, decent. You won't see their breast out. Go to Unilori, it's the same. If you see the ones who will dress badly, they are the church people. And it kills the light of the gospel. How come you know those names? They will be decent. Even though they pretend that, but they are decent. But check, go to any, any university and you will see that it's our own children from our churches. Should it be like that? No wonder the faith is not selling to them anymore. They say, if you are like this, we prefer to remain like this. It's gotten to a point where a pastor's wife, you, or even on TV like this, should be looking at their breast. Should it be like that? Let's tell ourselves the truth. Should it be like that? What example do we live? She that giveth herself to pleasure is dead. We must deal with all those three things. Don't cross the boundary. Look nice as much as you can, but honor God with your body. You see, this is your reasonable service. Honor God with, present your bodies. Let people see you and give glory to your father who is in heaven. Don't crucify him the second time. Honor God. Go for the best you can afford. But look good. But don't dishonor your body. Nollywood is not your standard. Hollywood is not your standard. God is your standard. If Joseph in a far country will refuse Daniel proposed not to defile himself. He made up his mind. You to decide. Purpose. No matter what they are selling outside there and say it doesn't matter. Purpose not to. Honor God. Deal with the pride of life. Some disciples came to Jesus. These are disciples and these are apostles. What pain me is that these people are apostles. And they came to Jesus. You can see our pride. You can see our flesh. And they all bombarded Jesus with question. Oh God, uh, Master Jesus. In one single meeting, I gather 10 million people. Who is the greatest? Another one came and said, Master, I built an auditorium. And it can contain 25,000 people in one service. Who is the greatest? This one came and said, I have raised the dead seven times. 
who is the greatest? Another one came and said, if I preach for you within two minutes, I will quote 80 scriptures off head. Who is the greatest? See, these are disciples. These are apostles. Everybody is coming to prove who is the greatest. You know what Jesus did? Jesus didn't answer them. He just said, bring that little child. If I'm correct, the definition of a child should be three downwards. The moment a child knows what he's doing, he's no more a child. A child is either maybe two downwards. A child. A child will wee wherever he finds himself. He's not, he doesn't control anything. Naked. The moment somebody is conscious of his nakedness, he's no more a child. Say, bring that child. Jesus said to them, except ye be converted. I asked myself, so were they not born again? Why would Jesus be saying now, except ye be converted? So you can see their heart. Even though they are apostles, they have title. They need conversion. We need conversion in our heart. We are too proud. Nobody came to say we want soul. We went on mission. They all say, who is the greatest? We had this. We had this. We bought all our equipment from America. We have this. That's all we are talking about. Where are the souls? He said, bring that little child. Except you, ye be converted. If anyone, anyone amongst you who can be like that little child, is the greatest in the kingdom of God. I wish I had time to analyze what that little child can do. A little child, one of the characteristics of a little child is not offended. You can't offend a little child. Another thing is, if you pick the son of the governor of, of the state, now, the son of the governor of the state, the son of the president of the country, and the son of a gate man, if you put them together, they'll be playing, you know. You won't say, ah, don't you know your father is a gate man? You won't hear that from children. They will just be playing. In fact, the son of the governor will take the son of the gate man into his father's bedroom in the government house. He doesn't care. He said, unless we are converted and behave like that little child, we will not see the kingdom of God. All this pride, I'm this, I'm that. It doesn't work in the kingdom of God. If you see a little child quarrel on anything, they argue here, maybe on iPad to play games, they can fight there. Once they get here, they are playing again. Except ye become like that little child. You have no room in the kingdom of God. They will play here. They will fight here. They will play here. If you see two little children who fought yesterday, that yesterday, they can't remember. They will say, ah, you did this. Not, it's, it's adults. Yesterday, I read something and it shocked me. They said, all the troubles of this world, all the wars of this world, all the katakatas we've seen in this world are caused by adults, not children. Check the wars. It's adults who caused it. Children, they don't, they don't go into war. It's adults. I will deal with him. He talked to me like this. It's adults. Children are not involved. As I close. Look at James chapter 4 verse 4. I will close in a few moments. James chapter 4 verse 4. And look at. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. That's where I want to stop there. Friendship of the world. The moment you become a friend of this world, you just, you have everything worldly, you, you embrace it, you become the friend. God calls you his enemy. You become the enemy of God. You see bad things people do on Facebook. You are liking it. You are an enemy of God. You can't tell the people the truth. Ah, this thing you wore on the Facebook is not good as, as, a, as a child of God. Say, ah, you are looking good. I like it. Ah, you are a liar. You are an enemy of God. Why will you support what is not right? And then you come to church to speak in tongues. You see people naked like this. You like it. You say, oh, you are looking good. You are not true. You are a liar. 
you are an enemy of God. Friendship of the world is enmity with God. Friendship with the world is enmity with God. I like what Paul said in Philippians 1.21. Can you put it so that I can read? Philippians chapter 1. I love this. Let's have the heart of a disciple. Let me tell you, God is not interested in us coming to church. He's not looking for Christians. You may be shocked. God is not looking for Christians. Christian is just a nickname. Those who go to church, Christians. God is not looking for Christians. He's looking for disciples. Islam is, a, is, a, is an acronym. Christianity is just a name. That, okay, you are, I'm a Christian. In other words, I go to church. But the truth is, God is not looking for those who come to church. He's looking for disciples. And see the word of a disciple. For me to live is Christ. And to die is gain. In other words, Lord, if I'm going to exist here, it has to be for you or else let me die. For me to live is Christ. If it's not going to be Christ, then let me die. For me to die is great gain. Live for God. Don't love the world. We're not saying you shouldn't look nice. Look beautiful, but don't love the world. For me to live, if I said for to me, to live is Christ. Or else let me die is gain for me. But for some of you, to to. To gain the world is, is nothing. That's why. Don't love the world. Don't cross the boundary. If you are here and you are a lover of BB Niger, you are dead alive. Those who sponsor them, they are dead alive. You who subscribe to it, you are dead alive. Let's be honest with ourselves. How can you be comfortable watching such, such deadly, it will kill your prayer life. You will finish watching and be lost in after, after things and then you sit down there. She that gave herself to pleasure. You are dead. Are you living or dead? You are here today. You have crossed the boundary. God loves us and is compassionate and merciful. He has not said we shouldn't look good. But in wanting to look good, you cut yourself. How do we explain several people who, want to, who went to go and do surgery to become a woman or to become a man? See the, see the, see the, the irony of life. The latest one now was what I saw three days ago. An European man went for surgery to look like a dog and have a long hair like a... You can see the madness going on. Who saw it? You saw it? Ah, Mama? Ah, All the young people here, Mama, you saw it? Stand up on your feet, Mama. Mama, you saw it? What are you waiting for? Ah, if mama can see it, can you? And they said he spent millions of dollars just to look. You didn't see the air, long air, like they went and fixed it. You can see the madness going on. And that's the world you want to love. She that giveth herself to pleasure, you can see that is dead. dead. Don't watch such things. Check what you watch. Guide what you watch. Because you start thinking what you watch. What you see, you behave what you see. 
you have the right to control. Because I've said it many times and I will say it again. We are, we, we are controlled by three things. The things we see, the things we hear, the things we read. So control what you see. Because whatever you see, you start doing. Useless government. Or else you see them rewarding useless things. Giving them 100 million. Giving them 200 million. And then we have graduates with first class who came out five years, six years, no job. And you are hailing such a thing. Any government who back it up, they are evil. Any pastor who encourage young people to work, they are evil. Those governments, giving them, do you see their children there? Do you see their own children there? Guide what you see. Guide what you watch. Guide what you, what you hear. Don't give yourself to pleasure. Because the moment you cross the boundary, it's going to be disaster. Look at the one that lost her eyes. Only wanting to look good. They said, they asked one, said, why do you fix the, the guy that collapsed? They said, why do you fix it? He said, so that I can look confident. Is that what will make you confident? The Bible says, for as long as they refused to retain the knowledge of God in their mind, he left them over to a reprobate mind. The word reprobate means shameful. He left them. Finally, Revelations 3.17. Are you living? Or are you dead? Are you alive in the spirit? Are you like that person? You are only existing. You are dead. Spiritually dead. No prayer life. You never pick Bible one day to read. You are dead alive. That's what the scripture says. Don't be like that. Come alive in the spirit. See the way people are dying. See what is going on. Are you not afraid? Won't you draw nigh to God? The Bible says, He who obey my words, ye are my disciples indeed, if you do my will. So if you are not doing the will of God, you are not his disciple. God is not looking for Christians. He's looking for disciples. I will round off with this uh, scripture. Revelation 3, 17. Are you living? Or are you dead? You're only existing. But you are dead by reason of the things you put your hands into. Now, Jesus was talking to uh, the churches. Because they were reading in Italy. It's red. And Jesus was addressing the churches. And he got to this particular church. And I'm amazed. And shocked. Please give me attention. I'm amazed and shocked at what Jesus said about this particular church. Because, let, let me go to verse 15. Go to verse 15. Let's take it from verse 15. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. This is the characteristics of this church. They are neither cold nor hot. In other words, if you come here, you do religious. By the time you get to work, nobody knows you as Christian. You are neither here nor here. If you get to any place now, if it is Allah that will give you something, you will say it. You are neither here nor here. Anything goes. You can deny Christ for anything because you are neither here no, here, you don't stand for anything. That was the problem of that particular church. I know thy works, that thou, thou art neither cold nor hot. The day you have time, you come. You are the one that determines what you do for God. You are not moved. It's you who decide. Lord, today, I will give you. Next week, you can't get anything from you. You are, the, you are just on your own. Today, Lord, lead me today. Today I want to fight. I will deal with him. To, in this office today, you are the one who decide. It's not your Lord. You are neither cold nor hot. Father, you are good to me. You are nice to me. Eh? But the day there is no money, you will change figure. 
You are neither here nor there. Anything goes. So, Jesus said, I know your works. Your major problem is you are neither hot nor cold. This is a dangerous one. I will spoo you out. I will, I will that you are cold or hot. Oh yes, I will, I will spoo you out of my mouth. Quickly, move on, move on, move on. So then, because thou art not cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. I will throw you away. I will cast you away. May that not be our portion. Raise up your two hands to the Lord. Say, Father, help me to be hot for you. Raise your two hands. We are not doing it religiously. We know all of us have weaknesses, but let us make up our mind. Say, Father, I will not give myself to the pleasure of this world. Somebody shouted, Father. Because it's not a Jeep, Abby. It's not Jeep and visa to London now. People's voice go down. Somebody shout, Father. By your mercy and grace, I will remain hot for the Lord. You will not spool me out of your mouth. Give me grace to stand for you anywhere I find myself in the name of Jesus. So then, because thou are lukewarm, these particular people, they are lukewarm. Uh-huh. If you say prayer, they'll be looking at you. In those days, in our former church, there is one guy, very comfortable. Very, comfi- very comfortable. He's a medical, very comfortable. So when intercession is going on, and people, this guy just pocket her hand. One day he said, why are you people praying like lions? We pray like a caged lion. Why are you people pray? Because he doesn't come. Neither cold nor hot. So if you are those of you crying like, like a caged lion, you have a problem. He's not interested in prayer. You know? <laughs> people were praying in the intercession, crying. So being crying with, with agony of heart. He, he was part of the intercession. He said, ah. But what's the problem with you people? Why are you praying like a caged lion? So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spoo thee out of my mouth. Verse 17. Hurry up, let me, because my time is up. Because thou seest, see, they are not cold. They are not anything goes. Look at the, look at the characteristics of that church. Look at their behavior. They can do anything. If it's, they do anything, they don't stand for anything. But see the irony. That church is very rich. Very rich. Ah, they have everything. Don't, don't come near them. Oh. Ah, you are like shit beside them. Oh. Because thou said, I am rich. With their coldness, they have money. They have money. So when it comes to the kingdom of God, it's not money oh, that determines it. See, these people, God is not happy with them, but they are very rich. Because thou said, I am rich and increased with goods. They have things, man. Every latest thing, you will find it. They don't struggle with money. And have need of nothing. Because thou said, they even boast. Because thou seest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. And knowest not that thou art wretched. In the eyes of God, they are wretched. It is in your eyes that you are carried away with those things. See, don't you know that you are wretched? You are miserable and poor and blind and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in fire. That thou mayest be rich and white raiment, and that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. Are you living or dead? It's not about riches, it's about being alive for God. That church was very rich. Very rich. They lack nothing. Even though they are lukewarm, even though they will change people, they will do anything. They can do Yahoo. Anything goes. So, and money was coming. And people would flock there. Yeah, there's money here. Not knowing that the kingdom of God is not about money. 
Say, you are wretched. Stand up on your feet as we. I want us to be sober before the Lord. Choir, get back there. Quickly, quiet. And let's take that hymn. I want you to pray. Have you crossed the boundary? Have you given yourself to pleasure beyond? And because you have gone so deep, God can't reach you. God can't advise you anymore. God cannot talk to you. You are just on your own. You are not ready to even listen to the counsel of God. Close your eyes and begin to talk to God. As we take that hymn, we repeat that hymn. Have you been to Jesus? Very quickly. Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing part? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Close your eyes and sing the chorus just once. Are you washed in the blood? In the soul, cleansing blood of the Lamb. Are your garments spotless? Are the white as Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you in this place? You would like to give your life to Jesus. You are not saved yet. You have not surrendered your life to Jesus. You come to church. You are neither cold nor hot. And God is saying you have to be in one or else I will spool you out. You are here. And you don't want God to spool you out. You don't want God to cast you away. You want to realign with your master. You want to go according to his dictates. You want to surrender your life. Wherever you are, I want to give you an opportunity. Raise that right hand up. Raise it up to the Lord. God bless you as you do. Yes, raise it up. Don't put it by your ears. Raise it up. God bless you. Raise it up. Yes. Raise that hand above your head. God bless you. Raise it up. Let me be sure you are doing it. Whether you are not here with us physically, you are online. Put your hand on your own chest as we pray. Brother, are you raising your hand or you are putting by your ears? If you are giving your life to Jesus, raise your hand up. Raise it up. Father, thank you today. Thank you for anyone here and those on outside, maybe watching online with their hands on their chest whose mind are made up or anyone that you are correcting who is not coming out or raising their hands, we are placing them in your hands. Let your mercy speak, O oh God. Forgive them their sins. Cleanse them from all unrighteousness. Remove every guilt of sin. According to that hymn, wash us with that precious blood of the Lamb. And make us whole again in the name of Jesus. Father, we bless you. Father, we give you thanks. Establish their soul. Establish their feet in faith. Thank you, Father Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. I believe you have been tremendously blessed. For prayers, counseling, and inquiries, please call the following numbers. Plus 6675562 or plus 2349052666677 or you can visit our website www.kingsvineassembly.org.ng for more inspiring messages subscribe to Reverend Shegwa Bejide's YouTube channel watch like and share. Join us also at the King's Vine Assembly, 19 Oro Road, off Ibrahim Taiwo Road, Ilori, Kwara State, Nigeria.
On Sundays, we have a communion and celebration service by 9 a.m. On Wednesday, manner and prophetic service by 5.30 p.m. And on Fridays, we have the throne of grace service by 5.30 p.m. We also host the Moment of Miracles with Jesus on the first Wednesday to Friday of every month by 5.30 p.m. We're looking forward to seeing you. Join us same time next week. God bless you.